0: What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Stacey Cole Morgan. You are listening to the Morgan Man Sports Podcast here on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasting from. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about my COD Champ 2022 predictions and my top three offensive linemen to watch at Falcons training camp, which is just a week away, ladies and gentlemen, and I am ecstatic that football season is finally here kind of sad that, you know, this is now towards the end of the entire Call of Duty League season right here, but it will come back shortly, but without any further delay, let's go get straight into today's action. All right, ladies and gentlemen, quickly before we get into the show, I just want to address a quick little matter that was going on. The reason why I did a two-episode series last week was just trying something out new, And it was just kind of just me going through my head and like, kind of like, like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And stuff like that. And I was just kind of just getting a little depressed and, you know, thinking like, should I really quit podcasting? But guys, I'm not going anywhere. You know, you guys are, you know, listening to me and I do appreciate that. I got 621 listeners on Spotify so I do have an audience out there and and I really do appreciate that. But uh but yeah, I'm going back to the one episode series where I do talk about, you know, both Atlanta phase or just Call of Duty League in general or and the Atlanta Falcons. I didn't say didn't mean to say and or, but just and you know, Atlanta Falcons content. Because guys, I I do really enjoy making these podcasts for you guys. It really does seem like it, you know, helps you guys out whenever it comes to understanding what team is going to be where for your fantasy brackets and everything just like that. But I just want to quickly address that. I'm going back to the one episode series every week on Thursdays and then just keeping it, you know, both Atlanta phase and Atlanta Falcons content on the one episode, not separate it. So I'll be updating my bio yet again on Buzzsprout. So now since we got that out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about COD Champs 2022 predictions. So this past weekend, the Major Four Tournament wrapped up with the Los Angeles Thieves beating the New York Subliners, who were definitely the underdogs the entire tournament weekend, which the New York Subliners, they were perfect until they beat or got beaten by the Los Angeles Thieves. But still, the subliners qualified for Cod Champs. Definitely that is great for the subliners and definitely great for Crim Six's legacy, who was on the line pretty much. for Because if he would have missed Cod Champs, this would have been the first time since 2012 that he missed any form of big championship weekend. But for, for Crim6, that is great that he does not miss it. And, it's, again, it's been since 2012 since his first non-Cod Champs appearance. So, winners round one, we have the Atlanta phase taking on the New York subliners. So, definitely, it was it's just going to be like NBA-style bracket. One versus eight, two versus seven, on so forth. So, phase versus subliners, Raven Surge, Optic Ultra, Thieves versus Breach. That's how this bracket's going to go about. And guys, also, if you are into the, like the little bracket situation that they got going on the Call of Duty League website, you can earn some money. The best bracket will win $5,000, and your perfect bracket will win $100,000. So definitely start making your predictions today. And for your CDL point standings, the Atlanta phase closes out the entire year with 330 points, a 28-13 win-loss record. And for your map win-loss record, I'm only doing this for phase. This is astonishing, really. 102 map wins and 70 map losses. For you just even getting over 100 map wins, that is incredible for the CDL. And I didn't think we honestly had that many maps to go through, or well really 172 maps for the Atlanta phase, but my George, it's there. Now for the rest, I'll just give out, you know, like the CDO points and series wins. So Optic closes out their year was 265 CDL points and a 24 and 2 record. Thieves jump up to third place. With 215 CDL points. And an 18-17 record. The Ravens. Who's definitely been consistent all year. Has 190 points. With a 17-14 record. Seattle Surge. Definitely a little scared about them now. Going into Cod Champs. Has 185 points. With a 15-15 series win-loss record. The Boston Breach. 180 points. 16-16. The Toronto Ultra. 180 CDO points with a 16-18 record and the New York subliners who has just qualified for COD champs is 160 CDO points with a 14-15 record. So that is your top eight qualifiers right there for COD champs and of course the teams that will not be featured at COD champs outside of a video package promo is the Florida Mutineers, the Los Angeles Gorillas, Minnesota Rocker and of course the Paris Legion. Who will now be known as the Las Vegas Legion? I was going to say region, but Legion. <laughs> so those are your CDO point standings right there, ladies and gentlemen. Your top eight has qualified, and so now let's just go through of what I think personally will happen. So looking at the bracket right here, Subliners they lost against the Los Angeles Thieves, and. From what I've noticed throughout the entire Vanguard season, ladies and gentlemen, is it's not who really has that big win loss record, like Phase, for example. It's not really who has that big win loss record. It's just who shows up that weekend, and you could tell by the very first series of who's gonna, who's who's showing up. So, me personally, I have Phase over subliners in a three two fashion. So, they'll go to winners round two. Ravens versus Surge. Guys, I have Ravens over the Seattle Surge. The Seattle Surge is just going on a downhill climb now and just not looking as dominant as they were during that major three stage. Optic versus the Toronto Ultra. Guys, I have Optic over the Ultra. Ultra has just not been that same team as they were back in the cold war season and early vanguard season here but optic on the other hand you know they have been winning some and they've been losing a lot more than they've been winning so it is going to be an interesting battle to see if ultra can come up and clutch against optic but guys i just don't see it happening i see optic beating ultra in a 3-1 fashion and finally, for your Los Angeles Thieves versus the Boston Breach, I have the Los Angeles Thieves beaten the Boston Breach in at least a 3-2 fashion to go up against Optic in my brackets for the winners. I'm only doing winners. I'm not going through the entire you know elimination rounds and all that. So that would leave then Faze versus Ravens and Optic versus LA Thieves. So, whenever it comes to FaZe versus Ravens, ladies and gentlemen, you know, the Ravens did not have a good major four tournament. I believe they were knocked out, you know, within the first two series that they had. And that's not good, especially with you being fourth place in CDL point standings, trying to prove yourself to be a very good and dominant team. Now, FaZe, on the other hand, definitely had a great series outside of losing to LA Thieves. So I'm taking phase in the 3-1 victory over the London Royal Ravens, and they will move on to winners finals. Now for Optic versus or yes, excuse me, I was going to say Optic versus Ultra again, but Optic versus the LA Thieves. LA Thieves definitely are coming in hot from their major four tournament win. And Optic is astonished that they've lost a phase now, especially this late in the stage. But I would rather, if I was faced, I would rather have a victory over Optic now than I did, you know, at the beginning of the season. So Optic versus LA Thieves, guys, I would say it's going to come down to really the LA Thieves winning this Series 3-2. I just don't see Optic really giving them this easy win. But LA Thieves is going to come out, prevail, and send Optic down. To at least the Elimination Round 2. So then that's where we have the Winners Finals Phase versus the L.A. Thieves for your Elimination Round finale from the Major 4. And guys, Phase, you don't know who's going to show up on this one. Because Phase would have some momentum. The L.A. Thieves will have momentum. But who's really going to have that extra oomph to really get over the hill? You know, Bo Faze and LA Thieves has been really good this year. And I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, this is going to be easy win for either one of these teams. But if I'm really going to have to go down to the wire, this is championship weekend. This is where the GOATs really shine. And I'm going to have to say Faze is going to have their victory over the LA Thieves. They're going to get that redemption and they're going to beat the LA Thieves in a 3-2 victory. It's going to come down to Search and Destroy Round 11. That's what I'm predicting. Search and Destroy Round 11. Of course, we don't know the maps because, you know, you got to do the vetoes and just, you know, the maps are not set just properly yet. So, again, FaZe wins over the LA Thieves 3-2. Search and Destroy... Round 11, around six, round five, however, yeah, however they're doing. <laughs> I forget the number some days. And as plus as early as 744, waiting on phase, the official phase clan to open up on the stock market. So, yes, we have the Atlanta phase winning the winners' finals, and we'll go to championship Sunday to face off against whoever wins their elimination finals matchup. Now, I'm not going to go in and and sit here and say that I'm saying FaZe is going to win it all this year, but looking at how the teams are now performing, ladies and gentlemen, it makes me sit here and say, okay, look, subliners, they lost to Los Angeles Thieves. They had, you know, a great major four, but lost to LA Thieves, just got lucky enough to just be in here. Ravens downhill. Surge, Downhill. Optic, don't know who's going to show up. Ultra, eh, okay, with them. LA Thieves, okay, a little worriness right there. The Boston Breach, we've beaten them before, but they can show up at any given moment. But again, looking at the brackets right here, ladies and gentlemen, this can be an easy. It can be easy for FaZe. It really can be. But also it can be challenging for FaZe, but I just do think that this is where FaZe is gonna finally show up. They're they're not worried about the major tournaments. Yes, they would have had the light to win all all of them and say, hey, look, you cannot touch us. But I think they were more worried at the beginning of the season, okay, we're just gonna repeat. We're we're not worried about the major tournaments. If we make it and we win it. That's fine, but we're here to repeat this year because we're we're cold War champions, and we're going after Vanguard championship. That's personally what I think is happening because whenever phase I forget the series, yeah, I really forget the series. I think it's whenever l a thieves first was introduced to phase you know during the major four tournament here, well, like qualifiers, they showed up. They 3-0'd the Los Angeles Thieves. That's because they actually tried. They actually tried. They dominated. They double-donut the LA Thieves and Sam Octane. And that's what happens when you actually do show up and try. And I feel like that's what the phase is going to be showcased this weekend. I feel like that's what we're going to see is pure dominance. Yes, I mean, even though you're going to show pure dominance, you're still going to lose a map or two, but you're still going to win in my in my predictions right here. So I'm just going to go ahead and just say it. I think FaZe is going to win Cod Champs this year. It will be back-to-back back because we don't have a Dallas Empire no more, which is now, you could technically call it Optic Texas because of the Envy merger. But still, I have phase winning COD champs this year. Uh, the again the elimination round. If, if if I have to go honestly, based off the elimination round, it's it's either going to be Lethes or Optic. One of those two teams is going to show up. I'm going to lean more towards Optic in this situation. I think Optic has a better chance of making it through the elimination rounds. All the way to the grand final against Faze. And then again, that's where Faze is just going to prevail over Optic. Scump's going to be denying his second ring. So, come at me, Optic fanboys. So anyways, um, ladies and gentlemen, now we are switching on over to the Falcons training camp. My top three offensive linemen to watch at the Atlanta Falcons training camp this year. So offensive line is definitely something that you know you're really just gonna have to look out for this year because last year with uh believe it was Jalen Mayfield, yeah had Jalen Mayfield, it was atrocious at that at that left side, definitely atrocious, did not protect Matt Ryan, which now Matt Ryan's gone. It's going to be a situation of, okay, we really need to start stepping our game up whenever it comes to the trenches here. And there's definitely three players that you really need to watch out for. So, with number one, it is Jalen Mayfield, a third-round pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. Mayfield started all 16 games and he appeared at the left guard position during his rookie season. After playing right tackle at University of Michigan, Mayfield was forced to learn a new position in just one offseason while adapting to the speed and strength of the NFL defensive linemen. The experience was exactly how one would expect, largely up and down, but for the most part a battle. Mayfield led the league in sacks, allowing with a staggering 11 and racked up 9 penalties, tied for 8th most. Now entering year 2 with a full offseason under his belt, all eyes are on Mayfield to see whether or not he takes a step forward, NFL players often experience the biggest jump in performance from year one to year two, and trend. a, excuse me, a trend Atlanta certainly hopes applies to Jalen Mayfield. The Falcons drafted Georgia left guard Justin Schaffer in the sixth round earlier in the offseason, a selection largely geared towards adding depth, but could become one that generates competition for the starting spot next to Jake Matthews as the season progresses. Still, Atlanta will give Mayfield every opportunity to prove he can be the team's left guard moving forward. However, if he performs poorly in training camp, look for Shaffer as a potential outside addition to get a chance as the Falcons can forward a repeat of 2021 from the left guard position. Coming in at number two, ladies and gentlemen, is Drew Dalman. Perhaps the biggest storyline out of OTAs was Delman and Hennessy splitting snaps at center on the first team. A 2021 fourth-round selection out of Stanford, Delman appeared in every game on special teams during his rookie season, but didn't earn any starts. Delman, 23, saw the majority of his work with the offense in Weeks 12 and 13 when the Falcons rotated him and Hennessy throughout the the contests. With Atlanta continuing to allow Dalman to push Hennessey, who started all 17 games a year ago in camp, is a clear indication that the team is open to change. Now it's up to Delman to take charge for the opportunity. A clear weakness of Dalman's game is opening his opening act was overall play strength. Such as Mayfield, Dalman has now had a full offseason to add to his strength after seeing how he stacked up compared to NFL defensive linemen. And ladies and gentlemen, coming in at number three is Jermaine Ivedi, if I'm pronouncing this right. The Falcons declined McGarry's fifth-year option earlier this offseason, an indication that the team doesn't see the former first-round pick as part of its future. With Smith and the rest of the Atlanta Falcons regime having no ties to McGarry in his 2021 season season, Featuring nine sacks allowed, it's reasonable to believe the Falcons may seek alternative options if he gets off to a rough start. Enter Efidai, one of Atlanta's six free agents additions from the Chicago Bears. A 2016 first-round pick from Texas A&M, Effedai has started 83 of 85 career games on the right side of the offensive line, bouncing around from guard tackle. Falcons offensive coordinator Dave Regain And quarterbacks coach Charles London were on Chicago's offensive staff when the team started Effodai for 16 games in 2020. He did so right, excuse me, but he did so at right guard, where Lindstrom is a mainstay. Thus, there's a lot of questions to be answered by Effodai starting in training camp. Despite struggling at right tackle throughout his career, he can push McGarry for reps at the position, considering that the Falcons. So after FDI services, it's not far out. It's not a far out possibility. So those are my three top offensive linemen that you need to watch out for this year at the Falcons training camp, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely the trenches are gonna be a main priority this year. The offense is gonna be a priority. Everything's gonna be a priority. Because now this coaching staff has finally or I think, hopefully, has finally got their personnel that they have been wanting since year one. You know, of course, yeah, year one, you're you're playing with what you have. Yes, you're gonna have to get a few additions here and there of of your liking, but you're still gonna have to play with what you had. And that's what Dean Peeves and um Arthur Smith has has done for year one, and they've done a seven and ten record, which is honestly Pretty damn great, if you ask me. But now it's year two, you've you've cleaned house. You've you've clean complete, you've completely cleaned house. You've got rid of everybody from that Dan Quinn era, I think minus except for like one person, I forget the name. And now you get your own personnel from the Chicago Bears to the Tennessee Titans, all within that Atlanta Falcons building. And it's go time. So it, 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 again, it's astonishing to think that we've got Chicago Bears and Tennessee Titans players, majority of the roster, but it is what it is on that one. But again, guys, this is going to be a great season. I do think, I think we're going to get a lot more wins. I'm not going to say, but if we do make it, I think it's going to be at least an early round exit. Neither the less. And that just shows that, hey, Arthur Smith knows what he's doing. Give them some time and we're going to be back to the Promised Land. Like we were back in the 2017 season. Because that is all the time I have for today's episode. I sure hope you did enjoy. it if you didn't, make sure to like button. Follow me on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. It tremendously does help me out, ladies and gentlemen. If you are on GoodPod HQ or Spotify, give me a five-star rating. Again, that really does help me out when it comes to the rankings of my podcast and the discoverability of this podcast to share across the world. But again, guys, hope y'all enjoy and I can work and we'll catch you all later.